Hey guys, welcome back to Tea Talks episode 3, season 2. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. First of all, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day from everybody who is a mother today. So happy Mother's Day to my mum, to my grandma, um, both sets of grandma. Happy, happy Mother's Day to all my friends' mums. Happy Mother's Day to my aunties, to people who are not my mum but have been like family to me. Um, happy Mother's Day to everybody. Happy Mother's Day to those who aren't here anymore. So, Dervla's mom, Happy Mother's Day. I know she's looking down and is very, very, very proud of Dervla, and like we all, very proud of you. And I know today for some people will be harder than for some than others, but just sending love and light and prayers and positivity to everybody. That was my first thing. Um, with this week's episode. So I, I decided to kind of throw it back to what we used to do right at the beginning. I say right at the beginning, but, you know, when I used to talk about multiple different things in one episode. Because, obviously, on Monday it was International Women's Day. And then Harry and Meghan's interview also aired on the... Well, it aired on the Sunday. But Monday in the UK it aired then. And then you know, all the backlash from the interview I was going to talk about, then obviously the horrible thing about Sarah, um, Sarah Everard or Gevard, I think her name is, but yeah, that woman who was killed, um, I feel like we need to talk about that, it needs to be something that definitely you need to speak about, and then, yeah, I just kind of felt like, yeah, Sarah Everard, so I just felt like, you know, we just need to talk about stuff and it's quite a few things I wanted to say and about just about being a woman really and about how safe is it to be a woman in 2021 now to be honest but um yeah I'm gonna stop rambling about what we're gonna talk about and just actually get into it to be honest first of all if you hear any background noise I'm actually very sorry my sister's getting her hair done at the moment so if there's background noise that's actually why there is background noise but um yeah I figured like let's just get into it if that makes sense so um Monday came and well Sunday night borderline in Monday morning and the interview I think of the century dropped which was Harry and Meghan decided to do an all up and close and personal interview with Oprah basically detailing their life as royals why they stepped back the things they endured while being royals and all stuff concerning that the interview actually aired in America first and it aired in the UK on the Monday evening, but it was aired in the US on the Sunday, which is a bit difficult, but UK time, yeah, we kind of saw it early Monday morning hours, and then it aired on ITV later in the evening. So the interview, um, it started off with Megan talking to Oprah, just about how they've been wanting to do this interview for so long, yada, 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 and um, Oprah then was kind of talking about, like, the famous quote, were you silent or were you silenced? And Megan started talking about her experience of being a new royal. She then started talking about how there was this whole story, which I think some of you guys will remember, when Kate, when it, when the press ran with this story that apparently Megan bullied Kate right before their wedding. And Megan actually revealed it wasn't a bullying thing. It was just a thing of there was a disagreement right before the wedding about wedding dresses or flowers or something like that. And Kate said something really hurtful and actually made Megan cry. They managed to sort it out only because Kate apologised. 
But the media got a hold of that. There was some sort of amniosity, I can never say that word, between the two and ran with it. So from then, that was the first, I feel like, well, not the first, but a very big kind of like assassination of Megan's character, if that made sense, if that makes sense, and kind of demonised her a lot. And, you know, that she was this woman who came across from America and you know was already starting problems within the family and she wasn't even part of the family properly yet and the royal family were aware and one like a person they kept referring to was the institution so the institution is like I personally feel like not the head of the royal family so not the queen and prince Philip but seniors members of the royal family and people on the outside who work with the royal family and probably been in the royal family for a long period of time and these people work in the family and they like oversee like everyday ongoings and stuff like that and approve of decisions and make decisions and that type of thing so when it came across this whole thing the institution apparently said to Megan, yeah, like, we know that it wasn't you and stuff like that, but they just wouldn't kill the story. They wouldn't actually reveal to the press that it wasn't Megan and they let them run with it. So that was the first thing. Then afterwards, when Megan was pregnant, which was the biggest shocker, I think, of the whole thing, there was a conversation had to Prince Harry about how members of the family were concerned about the skin colour of Harry and Meghan's unborn child. Now, that one, I think, sent shockwaves and I think really rippled, like, everybody because for you to be... Quest- like, for you to wonder what your child will look like is, like, natural, I feel like, as a parent. And even as, like, you know, you know when, like... Oh, I'm stuttering when someone's having a baby, you know, you wonder like, oh, will they look like their mum or will they favour their dad and stuff like that. But the key word I think here was concerned. Concerning meaning worried, you know, very, very agitated. Like they wanted to know what it was going to look like for a reason. And obviously it's interesting because people were trying to run with it that it wasn't such a deep thing that they said. But it's funny how the royal family and whoever said that, who I personally believe it was Charles or William, but I think it was Charles, in my opinion, who said it to Harry. Because Harry confirmed afterwards it wasn't the Queen and it wasn't Philip. And even when Harry was talking about it, he was very pissed off and he was very agitated that it was even brought up, to be honest. But for them to say they were concerned about it, I think it's funny how they were never concerned when it was William and Kate were having a baby. Obviously, we don't know, but I doubt it. And I'm not naive enough to think that it's not because Megan's part black. Megan is very light. She doesn't even, I feel like to me, look like she's got any black in her, to be honest. And I know I'm not the gatekeeper of who looks dark enough and who's this and who's that. But she's not like, oh, this is not to be horrible, but like your typical, how do I say it, mixed race like a like a lot of mixed race people who actually are quite dark she's quite fair and for them to be so concerned about whether you know the baby was going to be quite dark whether the baby was going to favor maybe more of the black features than the white features I think was disgusting and Oprah's reaction to it of saying what like 
it was something that I think everybody was like, this can't be real life, that this has actually happened. Um, it was a one-time conversation um, and it wasn't addressed again. But I definitely believe it was Prince Charles who made the comment. On top of that, um, Megan also revealed that she was suicidal, that she, um, while she was pregnant with Archie, I think the baby's called, is it Archie? I think it's Archie. While she was pregnant with their first child anyway, because she's pregnant again, she was suicidal and she went to the institution and told them she needs help, that she feels this way and they said there's nothing they can do for her. Nothing they can do. They understand where she's coming from, but there's nothing they can do. And I think that was the next thing because when someone obviously feels like that and they've reached out to you about it, and I think what made it worse is she was pregnant and they just kind of said, yeah, well, not really my problem. Like, that's the kind of thing that I was I was outraged and I was disgusted and I just it broke my heart because you could tell how vulnerable she obviously was in that time period, if that makes sense. And the only person she could lean on at that point was Harry. And she told Harry because she felt like she was going to harm herself. And that same day when she actually had told Harry she felt like she's going to kill herself. Um, Sorry, harm herself, trigger warning. Um, They actually had somewhere to be that same night. And they showed pictures of where they had to go. And he was holding her so tight. And he was like, I can't leave you at home. You're going to have to come out with me. And it was, it just was a testament, I feel like, not only to his character, but to his mother's character. And it just really showed how much he just, I think at that point, realised how badly things were getting for her because Megan was and was and has always been like completely battered and completely like, how can I explain it? Like, she's always been like, um, I can't even think of the word, um, She's been bullied by the media, especially the British media from when it was first announced that this was who Harry was going to marry and they were getting engaged, bringing up stuff from her past. Obviously, she was an actress, you know, saying that she was a porn star, um, like really making degrading comments about her, saying she was like, I saw a newspaper headline, which is actually on our Instagram, saying um, that she was from straight out of Compton because of where she grew up, like it was awful and they found any little thing and they picked 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 at her and it was it was awful and they also revealed in the interview you know that um they said to them the once um harry and megan had made the statement that they were going to step back they said to them okay well we're cutting your protection and they were like what do you mean so they were stripped of security completely they were told they were going to have potentially no protection and they were going to be out on their own purely because they wanted to step away from something and they made the decision to step away from something that clearly the institution and the rest of the members of the royal family weren't going to speak up about it. They weren't going to get any help and it was only getting worse. And Harry made the decision for his family to step back from that and to therefore not only step back from that, but to... um, What's it called? To save his family, I feel like that was the only option he felt like he had. So for me, 
when I'm seeing, when I was hearing that they were going to strip them of protection, I was thinking the one thing you guys can do is just look after them in that sense. But if you're not going to do that, you guys really didn't care. They completely cut them off financially and they moved to LA. And the person who they reached out to was actually Tyler Perry. And Tyler Perry let them stay, I think, in one of his homes and paid for security for them. And Diana had left them money well, left Harry money and they were using, like, Diana's money because they were completely stripped of everything. And then after that happened, yeah, they were just trying to find ways to make an income. And it's funny because there was a video going around, like, I think it may have been last year, or maybe it was the year before, and Harry was speaking to the owner of Disney or was it the guy that directed Lion King? One of the two. And he was like, oh, you know, Megan does voiceovers. And the guy was even shocked and was like, yeah, we'd love to have her. So they were in talks about her being an actress. And now it makes sense because they were trying to do everything to make money. But, um, yeah, it was just, it was crazy to to think that, like, members of the royal family almost were having to beg for work, which is but it's nice now that, you know, I think they've got a Netflix deal. I think they've got a Spotify deal. I think they're writing a book as well. So they're finding, obviously, other ways to make an income. But it was just, I think, upsetting for everybody to know that things weren't the way that we would have obviously wanted it for them. And the other members of the royal family, to me, didn't give a heck. They didn't care. Like, I don't understand, to me, how William could turn his own back on his own brother. And Harry was saying that he didn't realise that he was trapped in that system and in that family until everything happened with Meghan and until he saw what Meghan went through. And he was not going to allow what happened to his mum to happen to his wife. And I think for William, almost, to turn his back on his own brother, his sister-in-law, his nephew... And now his niece, because they are pregnant, they're having a girl. If you don't, if you didn't know, I don't know where you've been. But his niece as well, to me, makes me feel sick. I think Prince Charles is the same, but he's he's been a scumbag since the whole thing with Camilla. To be honest, I don't rate him at all. I don't rate him. I don't rate Kate. I don't rate William. I don't like any of them, to be honest. And it was awful. And when all of that came out, and the interview came out. Megan then faced a lot of backlash and to be honest it came from one person directly and it came from Piers Morgan who is obsessed with Meghan Markle who is hurt that they did an interview and he never and she never messaged him back five years ago who is in love with her I personally think and has an obsession with her but he yeah he did so much backlash so if you're not aware Piers Morgan has been talking about Meghan Markle and Harry getting together since the very beginning, has made derogatory comments about um, Meghan Markle, has made sexist comments about Meghan Markle, has made really just low-down, disgusting comments about her. And it got to the point where it was more of, you're obsessed with her. And people were starting to notice, you're op- you have an obsession with her. They could do a report saying Meghan Markle had breathed and he would have something negative to say. When they announced that they were pregnant and the and um they posted their like pregnancy photo together, um Harry 
Archie and Megan, he had something to say about it, something negative to say about it. I think he said like it was it wasn't modest or something like that. Like, I don't know, but he's just obsessed with her, and it's really actually quite uncanny because this is someone who's got a wife and kids at home. And to be honest, if that was my dad, I'd be really embarrassed, really embarrassed because like, and if that was my husband, God forbid, and I really rebuke it, and I don't wish it for anybody. But what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, I would actually be thinking like, what are you doing? Like, why are you so obsessed with her? But when it came out and when she obviously stepped forward and was so brave to say that she felt suicidal, he went on Good Morning Britain live. He first condemned it on Twitter and he condemned it on Good Morning Britain live the next day saying that it wasn't true, saying that he didn't believe that that happened, saying that he didn't believe that she was suicidal and they didn't do anything to help her, that she was lying, that it wasn't true. He basically said that she's a liar and he was like, okay, who did you go to? Tell us who you went to that, and you told that you were suicidal. Tell us who it was. Tell us, tell us, tell us. Tell us who it was who made comments about um, Archie's skin tone. Tell us, I don't believe you. He was saying that she's she's a disgrace, making comments about Harry, all of this stuff. And it was so... I think for for everyone, it was shocking, but it, to me, was the epitome of just white privilege because a white, straight male was able to go on national television and express and condemn the fact that this woman felt suicidal and said she was going to take her own life. Do you know what I mean? He was able to condemn it, not once, not twice, but three times with vicious statements he backed up with. He condemned it on Twitter. That wasn't enough for him. They didn't shut the show down. They didn't stop him from talking about it. They let him run with it. Susanna, that that absolute idiot, yeah, that, that co-host with him, sat there and, and allowed him to do it because of the fact she didn't say anything. People will say like, oh, but, you know, he's got a bold personality, a brash personality. There's not much she can say. As a fellow woman, not even, or not even as a woman, as like just a human being with empathy for somebody else. How can you allow somebody to sit there and say, I don't believe she was suicidal. I believe she was lying. I believe she made it up. I don't believe the royal family would do that. How dare she do that? She's a disgrace. She's this, she's that. You're enabling that behaviour by not saying anything. Your two, two comments doesn't mean anything. So that day and when it all kicked off on that day, everybody and including me filed a report to Ofcom saying that this it was too much. It was it was too much at that point. And then the next day, which was the Wednesday, I'm trying to keep the track of the days. I think it was the Wednesday. It was either the Tuesday or the Wednesday, but I think it was the Wednesday. Alex Beroff Ford or something like that. The weatherman on Good Morning Britain. Then actually took a stand and went against Piers and kind of just said to Piers, listen, enough is enough. You've got an obsession and a hatred and a personal vendetta against Meghan, which is on your own but for you to go on tv and say what you said yesterday was too much and Piers Morgan actually walked out it was because he said that he was diabolical that's what Alex said to Piers and he walked out and then it was revealed that there had been 41,000 41,000 um 
reports filed about what Piers Morgan said on Good Morning Britain, which was the second highest ever um, report filing that they've ever had, ever. So that, I think, I was really, like, proud, to be honest, of everybody who filed a report, even including myself, to be honest, because change doesn't happen unless people make change. And I feel like it was nice to have people sit there and make a change and said this isn't on and it actually now it's actually been revealed that Megan has actually made a formal complaint about what Piers said on Good Morning Britain which to be honest I'm actually so happy she did that because he is obsessed with her and if I was her I'd actually get a restraining order against him because he's obsessed with her and the stuff he said is ridiculous later that night it then came out that Piers had um left Good Morning Britain now, I don't think he was fired. I think he left before he got pushed and he'd left Good Morning Britain. You had some people who were coming out in solidarity with Piers Morgan. A lot of people were happy about it, that he was off the show. Susanna Reid made some statement that was just ridiculous and I just told her to get a life. But that is the main thing with Harry and Meghan. And I think what I wanted to take and I wanted to talk about a little bit is just... Is it safe to be a woman in this day and age? And I know people are thinking, whoa, like, I don't know how we've got here. I don't know how, you know, we've, how I've got to this point. But in the week, we heard about, if you haven't heard about a lady called Sarah Everard, rest in peace, perfect peace, about a lady who had left a friend's house in Clapham and had gone missing um she was walking home and she'd gone missing and her boyfriend and her family members hadn't been able to get hold of her she'd been on the phone to her boyfriend while leaving she went through Clapham Common Park and then from there it wasn't found she was missing um we then found out in the week that a police officer had actually been arrested for kidnap and murder but it was under suspicion he'd been arrested for it but he hadn't been charged and we then got confirmation, um, I think it was about two days ago um, now, that, um, yeah, he'd killed her and her remains had been found in Ashford. If you don't know where Ashford is, Ashford is near Kent. Um, so Clapham to Kent is very far. It's about an hour and a half. About an hour and a half, which means he must have transported her body. They haven't obviously come out with the ways that, it happened that it hasn't been revealed what happened it hasn't been revealed anything like that yet but it was obviously revealed that she passed away and I think that for a lot of people in itself again shockwaves because in 2021 you wouldn't think that walking down the road and going home from a night out with your friends or even just being with your friends you would have to be worried and it's precautions that I don't think a lot of people know that girls have to take. And I'm not just saying, no, 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 I am just saying girls, to be honest. I normally say, yeah, but boys have to do it too. I'm not talking about boys, I'm talking about girls now. So I actually need to get specific. Girls, I feel like, in a lot of situations, perceive things and pick up on things that boys won't pick up on, for example. For example, when you're walking home, or I know I've done it before, if there is a darkly lit street or you're walking down a darkly lit street 
I know a lot of the time I have to put my flash on and I have to call somebody. If there's a group of people down at the bottom end of a road and it's a one-way road, I normally walk in the road, but I start to feel anxiety getting closer to that group of people, especially if it's a group of men. Um, even going out late at night, which is, which is awful, but I start to think about like the way I'm dressed, especially around summertime, especially when you know, you're out late, because you know summertime is a good time everybody's having a great time you don't really want to come home you know earlier but you start when I'm out late late and it starts to get cold and you know you're walking back from somewhere where if you've not ubered it somewhere you've not been dropped home you're not driving I think which I shouldn't have to think is oh my gosh I wish I didn't wear this or I'm not wearing I wish I wasn't wearing this now and obviously I'm not that type of person who's going to say oh clothes has a if you wear certain things, you're more likely to be targeted or to be vulnerable because someone's just going to target you regardless. But I know a lot of the time, like when I'm going somewhere or if I'm wearing something that is per se showing more skin, I do feel sometimes a little bit more uncomfortable. You know, things like when you notice that people are following you or people are watching you, no one in this day and age should have to have certain things on their phone so that if something happens to them, you know, they have, they've got a track of the, the police or their parents or whoever it is knows the last place you were at. Nobody should have to do that. I've got an app and I think a lot of my friends have it too, this app called OneScreen. And I feel like if you don't have that app, you need to get it. And it um, is alert. It's like a, it's a thing. So if you're screaming and if something happens to you, when you scream, it will be recognising your phone. And an alert and a text will get sent with your last location to you. You select three people on your phone so they know that where you are or if something's happened to you and it will alert, you know, who you selected. So I know I've got my dad. I know I've got, who else have I got? I've got two other people. I don't remember who it is, but I know it's three. It's either three people or five, but it's even like things, for example, like if you're in an in, if you're in a situation um, you can sign up to something so you can text the police if you can't call them, for example. But it's just all the steps that females, I feel like, and women have to go through just to protect themselves. But why must it be us that's going through it? Why can't men just understand enough is enough? No. There was a whole thing going around, obviously, about... Um, what can men do to make women feel less uncomfortable? And I saw something this morning on Twitter and it was actually, and I agree with it. And someone said, um, oh, if you see a woman walking down the street by herself, approach her just to make sure she's okay. And the girl was like, the person that wrote it was like, to be honest, don't do this to me. If I'm walking home by myself, I'm walking alone. And I agree. Sometimes, and I know it, boys will be like, okay, so what am I going to do? If you see, for example a girl looking uncomfortable and she's surrounded by maybe a man or a group of boys or boys are catcalling somebody catcalling a female from a car from the side of a road from a shop stuff like that step in intervene too many times people are standing on the side not saying anything even if when you know if your friend's trying to move to a girl and they're not trying to have it and they're being persistent tell your friend leave it that's why i'm saying i don't know how like safe how safe is it to be a woman in this day and age because for example we've got megan right 
Megan, who came out and was so brave to say she felt suicidal, was then told, how can you feel suicidal? How can you say you felt suicidal? You weren't. What did you do? You didn't do enough steps. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. You didn't do that. Then Megan coming out and saying the family's racist. You then had people coming to them saying, coming to her saying, how can you say the family's racist? The family's not racist. Blah, 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 blah. Specifically and predominantly, no offence, but white people telling her that the family aren't racist. How can you tell a black woman what is racist to me? You can't tell me that what's racist and what's not racist because you don't understand. It's not the same thing. Then, for example, you're walking home. You've done all the steps. She told her boyfriend where she was. She told her friends where she was. She walks. Sarah Everett, sorry, I'm talking about, was walking the right way home. She'd done everything she was supposed to do, yet she got killed, yet she got followed. We don't, we don't know 100% what happened, but she was clearly followed and she was murdered. It wasn't enough. We download all this stuff, we, we speak to people about it, but it's just not enough. And you just have to think to yourself, when is, when is it going to be safe to be a woman? You, a, bo- a man or a boy will come and try and talk to you. And I've had this before, right? And I think a lot of girls will have had this before. When a man or a woman, a man or a woman, sorry, a boy or a man, yeah, it's not funny, are coming to talk to you or try to move to you. If you don't know what moves to you, so they're, they're interested in you, they want to talk to you. What's your name, blah, 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 blah. I'm not interested. You keep it pushing. Oh, what do you mean you're not interested? La, la, la. Most of the time, you, I have to say, I have a boyfriend. Or I say, I have a boyfriend. That's not enough for someone. Why is it not enough? That for me to say I'm not interested. Most girls' default is I have a boyfriend. Oh, but so what? La la la. Doesn't your boyfriend allow you to have friends? Da, 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 da. Still very persistent. Then after that, no, 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 no. Why is it after five, six times I've told you no, I'm not interested? Then sometimes you get those boys that walk away. Other times it can turn quite violent and it can get quite aggressive. What do you mean you're not giving me your number? Blah blah blah. Oh, rare, rare, rare. Just going on, going on, going on, consistent, consistent, consistent. Sometimes the boys aren't by themselves. Sometimes they're with their friends, which makes it more intimidating for you, makes it more uncomfortable for you. So you feel pressured. But why is it that you can't just take me not being interested as I'm not interested? Then if I'm not, if I don't take your number, sometimes I get insulted. I get told that I think I'm too nice. You think you're too prestige. You think you're this, you think you're that, blah, 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 blah. It's not good enough that maybe I'm just not interested in you. Or it's a thing of what do you mean? And sometimes boys get a bit violent. And I know that, I know quite a few girls who've been in a situation where a boy said, I'm not, I'm not letting you leave or I'm not letting you move from here until you actually give me your number. So which is why most girls give a number and maybe they'll let it ring they'll either sometimes give a fake number and try and walk away as fast as they can or girls sometimes have to give a real number when the guy calls that number then they'll block they'll block it but you know people can call on the caller id now so it's not great but why is it it's not just it's just not good enough for me to say nah i'm just not interested do you know what i mean i just think it's a question that is asked and too many times women are being blamed for situations that is actually due to the ignorance of a man and i think in this generation we need to be telling and training boys like younger boys especially 
that when a woman means no or when a girl says no, it doesn't mean it's a thing of persistence, persistence. You know, she's playing hard to get or da 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 da. She just doesn't like you. That's it. Simple. She just doesn't like you. And you take it on the chin and you just keep moving. It's not all the time, oh, I must be persistent. I must do this. I must do that. Leave it. Like, when are we going to understand that? Just, you don't see a woman and you can't just think she's property. Why can't women just express themselves? Why can't women wear what they want to wear without being sexualized? Why does it have to be a thing of, oh, you're a scared, you're this, you're that? You know, why Why can't it be a thing of girls can't, why can't girls go out and be out one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning in shorts, in whatever that they're wearing you know sometimes it's not even short sometimes girls wearing full tracksuits you know why does it have to be a thing of you then take that as an excuse of oh well i can go and talk to her or well she's wearing that so she must be this type of way no like it's just to me a question that i think the world needs to ask themselves is when will it be safe for it to be for for you to be a woman when will it be safe for you to be a woman woman and why do we have to do all of this just to have basic human rights and basic protection services? I just, I will never know. And I don't want to end this episode on a depressing one. But I think, ask yourself that question of when will it be safe for you to be a woman, for women to be women. And if you are a boy listening to this, I think you should ask yourself, have you done any of that? to cause a discomfort to a woman have you tried to move to a girl and they're not interested and you keep persisting have you told them you're going to give me your number have you made someone feel uncomfortable have you sexualized someone from what they're wearing have you made comments about them because of what they're wearing and prejudged them before you even knew them and if you are get educated but guys that's the end of episode three i hope you guys enjoyed this episode let me know how you feel head over to tea talks podcast on instagram and tea talks one on twitter and tweet me how you feel about it and i shall see you guys in the next one